Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 9th of November. Today, I'm joined by Daphne Looper, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Daphne. How are you today? I'm okay. How are you, Peter? Yep, very good. All good here. Um, So what um, story stood out for you in today's Watson's Daily? Yeah, so today the story I found most interesting was the FT article about um, the middle management cuts. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think... Um, it seems quite reasonable, a reasonable observation, seeing as, for example, Meta just announced a few hours ago that um, they cut 13%, I think, of their workforce, yeah. um, which yeah. was talked about two days ago, but they just yeah. confirmed it. Yeah. Um, so, again, I think this is quite um, obviously unfortunate, but reasonable. So if mm. you think about it, middle the middle is where it's easiest to let people go because junior people and support staff don't really cost very much Mm. um and they play an administrative role so um Mm -hmm. they are they do serve some um supportive value Mm. um and on the other hand you can't really go and sack the people that create revenue like for example in a law firm you can't really go and sack a senior partner or a partner mm. um, because those are the people that create the most profit. So mm. middle management is where it's comparatively easier to mm. um, let people go. Mm-hmm. Um, this I believe is especially going to be apparent in, as I mentioned, professional services and technology. Mm-hmm. The FT yeah. article especially focuses on technology um, mm especially linking it back to the meta cuts. Um, But the thing is, if you think about this on a human level, um, Mm -hmm. middle management is probably going to, um, to face the worst. Well, every, every person being sacked is going to face really bad consequences. Obviously it's not really the most pleasant thing to have happened to you. Um, But, Middle management, middle management people and white collar jobs are likely to be people who, you know, have just started family, have just upgraded their home um, in a generally very expensive time for everyone. So yeah. these are people that are very dependent on their jobs and have, that um, it's likely to assume they have, you know, um, some history in these companies or in this industry. Um, yeah. So there is an emotional connection with the job as well as a a relatively um, increased dependence, financial dependence because of, you know, families, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Oh, I by think- the way, just to, just to add as well, that um, this article that you're talking about, it's, it's talking about um, the middle management job cuts in the U S Yes, but, you know, I did have but, to note that. Yeah. Um, but also, uh, you know, I, I mean, I suggested in, 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 the my comment on that that um i think that this is something that will happen in the uk but anyway carry on carry on yeah i definitely agree and going off of that i think Mm. um as the ft article mentioned um we're seeing um this effect on white collar workers more um in this recession than in the past recession because it's very much 
um, you know, driven by rising interest rates on the one hand and also by declining stock price valuations on the other hand. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very reasonable to assume that the same will be felt in the UK sooner rather than later. Um, mm. And what is also adding to this, um, or the comparative comparative effect of this, is um, that industries that um, rely on blue collar work, so re- like work um, in which the person has to be there, that might not necessarily be as high skilled. Um, Mm. They're currently facing labor shortages, both in the US and in the UK. So see, for example, leisure and hospitality, like hotel workers um, Mm. or delivery drivers. Um, Mm. These are industries which comparatively don't really have an influx of skill or Mm. um, where labor is needed. So I think this is really interesting to see how um, this recession is quite peculiar in that the winner is um, blue collar workers and industries mm. that rely on them, um, mm. which intuitively wouldn't be what I would have thought. Mm. Um, and we did talk about earlier that this could be kind of a rerun of lockdown, um, mm. of how people were laid off in lockdown and seeing that mm. kind of pattern resurface. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a very, you know, it's a very interesting and yet very delicate subject because yeah. I mean, I think, you know, if you, if you've been, um, if you've ever been touched by this, um, mm-hmm. it really is a, a horrendous nightmare. You know, I mean, I, I obviously I'm, I'm an old man, right. So, I mean, I've, I've seen a few of these um, coming in and uh, um, at companies that I've been in and I've sat mm-hmm. through them and I've seen what it does to people. Um, and it is, it's, you know, it can't be, you know, it, it's it's a very it's a it's an awful thing to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, uh, you know, as you say, um, middle management would I and, and this is obviously some man- massive generalisation here, but middle management are probably you know have people who are maybe rather than in their twenties, maybe in their thirties, perhaps. Yeah. Maybe you know thirties, forties, um, and they're at a very expensive time of their lives because. Um, again, massive generalization, but this is a sort of age that you tend to have a family, you tend to be, you know, trying to move up the housing ladder. And if you're doing something like moving up the housing ladder, usually people tend to, um, you know, get themselves massive mortgages because they're really yeah. trying to stretch themselves. So, I mean, this is potentially, I mean, I think that, um, uh, you know, if mid- middle management are becoming more of a target because they cost more money to employ, um, the problem is is that you know if you if you if you um, cut them a lot of them out, that's going to have big repercussions on things like <clears throat> you know the housing market and mm-hmm. and even leisure you know leisure stuff and things as well because yeah. um, people aren't going to be able to go out and i don't know do do sort of not you know things like uh, i suppose you know restaurants and uh days out and you know activities and all that kind of stuff so um yeah so i mean i think it seems to be happening over in america um we are uh and 
I think that there are going to be, unfortunately, I think that it is going to happen over here because yeah. um, maybe, maybe, I don't know, but psychologically people will be thinking. And I think I said this kind of like last year really as well. It was, you know, psychologically they'll be thinking, right, let's hang on till Christmas. Let's see how it goes. And then we'll review it in the new year. Yeah. You know, and I can, I can see that happening and maybe people thinking, right, okay, yeah, what are we? What are we going to do? What are we uh, are we going to have a bit of a clear out? I mean, it just yeah. I mean, all the other the other thing is though. I mean, if there is a bonus, I mean, this is this is a classic in um, in uh, um, investment banking, for instance. Mm-hmm. The classic thing is there are massive um, cuts that happen tend to happen just before the bonus pool is. Oh yeah, is, is thought because well yeah, I mean because they're like. Well, the management are thinking, well, if they're not going to be around, we don't want them to be well part of the money. Yeah, exactly. So they tend to do, they tend to clear people out in kind of je- the December-ish time yeah. um, so that they can then, um, you know, have a bigger bonus pool for the smaller number of people that are left um, so that it makes them look good to the people that are left. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a big, you know, it's a big thing. So anyway, I do, I do think it could happen. I do think that, you know, we are the the economic circumstances that we're in at the moment. I'm sorry, would suggest that this could happen. Um, And yeah, I mean, I I think that every, uh, you know, people out there, they've just got to be very careful Um, because this this isn't just, you know, just like I mean, this is this is across industries. Um, So, yeah. and, And as I say, the repercussions will be something like. You know there'll be repercussions on the housing market because more there'll be more forced sellers. So if they be middle management have been taken out, they're going to have to sell their homes. Mm-hmm. The more people do that, that means the price. The more uh, homes flood the market, that then um, uh, that then pushes the prices down. Um, that's you know, and and so you, you kind of get into a bit of a cycle. Um, so yes, yeah, so unfortunately, I mean I. You know, it's it's oh, it's a bit unfortunate to sort of bring up such negative stuff, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's all happening over the US, and I think it will happen over here. Yeah, I think so too. Okay, um, what was your story today, Peter? Okay, um, trying to, <laughs> trying trying to put put, put a uh, put a positive spin on it, but it's not really yeah. positive. But uh, <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> but you, you can't. I mean, on the know, face if, of it, it, yeah. I mean, so uh, Binance um, is buying FTX. So yeah. they are both crypto exchanges. Um, you know, Binance is already the biggest one in the world. But mm-hmm. um, uh, essentially, just to cut down the story, FTX um, was uh, suddenly thought to be looking um, not viable financially. Yeah. Um, and so customers started withdrawing their money but then they then that kind of snowballed and everyone was trying to take their money out at the same time which made it increasingly difficult for ftx um in, you know financially mm-hmm. so in the end it sounded like ftx went to their arch rival binance which was incidentally an early investor in ftx um you know and asked them could they make an offer and and they have i mean obviously it's subject to due diligence and yeah. regulatory approval and stuff but you know it just goes to show how dangerous these things are in in crypto because mm-hmm. um you have so ftx um 
was was worth thirty two billion dollars at, at the beginning um, of this year. Uh-huh. And and even last year, I mean, I, I said this from, you know, this is from an article in The Guardian. And it was saying how um, the, the guy, the, the head guy of, of F, FTX w- said that buying Goldman Sachs was not out of the question. That's <laughs> how well they were doing. Right. Yeah. So <clears throat> this just goes to show how much of a wild west it is in, mm-hmm. in crypto and continues to be. Um, because you know we've seen over the last few months, haven't we? We've seen other sort of massive crypto blowups and things as well. And, and you know, it just go, it does highlight how dangerous this is. Um, it's good in a way that they are getting together because yeah. that will create you know some scale, which is probably good um, as long as it's run right. Um, and um, and you know, so that's quite good. Also, potentially, I'm just wondering whether having something bigger like this makes it easier to regulate. And mm-hmm. this is something yeah. that I think, and I've been banging on about this for ages, but I just think <laughs> crypto needs regulation mm-hmm. badly. Yeah. As in, sorry, it needs it a lot. It doesn't need bad regulation. It needs good regulation. Um, yeah. But so there has to be a balance struck between protecting consumers and um, protecting kind of financial innovation mm-hmm. um but i don't know what do you think is it a good thing yeah i definitely agree but um i think this definitely shows that it is a good thing in the short term but it definitely um shows the volatility of crypto in general um mm. for example kind of tying to this instability um ethereum and bitcoin got delisted in australia so mm. you never know what can go wrong. You never know what can go right in this industry. And mm. I think this is especially dangerous now, what we were speaking about beforehand. Um, especially in times of recession, it feels like crypto could be, you know, um, mm. a desperate chance for people to um, invest. So mm. as we've seen being done in Turkey, um, mm. because of the rising inflation, people turn to crypto. And obviously, because it's so volatile, and because um, consumers are not really protected at all, um, mm. this can really turn out really badly for some people, mm. um, which we don't really want to see happening on a larger scale. Mm. Um, so I do agree with you. I think regulation is definitely the way to go. But mm. I'm just unsure if um, any country is really prepared to um to enact like exhaustive regulation on it i don't know if we know enough about it i don't know if we know Mm. um exactly how to strike that balance that you mentioned Mm. so i'm unsure um as as what you what you emphasize is the regulation needs to be you know successful and well-informed but i'm I'm just a bit wary of whether this is achievable at the moment. Mm. I do, I do think it's necessary. I'm just, um, I just think it needs to be done yeah. correctly. Yeah, I mean, I think that the thing is, is that I suppose you take it as given, really, that companies like this that innovate in order to become the companies that they become um, are always going to be one step ahead of the regulator um, yeah. because yeah. they have more money. The regulators looking at lots of different things, whereas they're doing one thing, which is making money. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it is going to be difficult, but that doesn't mean to say that they shouldn't give it a go. Exactly. And I, when I think about, you know, I, I do, I'm, I'm, my worry is, is that 
if we are going into a recession, um, that means that people will have are going to have less money in their back pockets, and they want to some, but they want a chance to somehow get something. Mm-hmm. So, um, for instance, I take I keep taking the example of of Turkey with a eighty three percent or eighty four percent rate of inflation. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of Turkish people have been um, putting money into Bitcoin because they thought, well. I'm not going to get money elsewhere. My wages are disappearing with the ridiculous rate of inflation. Exactly. So if, at least if I put it into Bitcoin, I might actually get some money back. Yeah. Well, you know, if you have a lot of people doing that, that's not good because as we see, the, you know, uh, because um, with these things, if they go out of business, that's it. You are not yep. going to get any money back. You know, whereas in in the I I keep forgetting this. I keep I should know this figure, but um, in the UK, for instance, if you've got under I think it's something like eighty grand in your mm-hmm. bank, um, which I most definitely have less than eighty grand in my bank account, and it's <laughs> like if you've got less than that and the bank goes bust, you your money you will not lose your money up yeah. to the amount of eighty grand, right? So, um, which is definitely a livable amount. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, so I think that, um, uh, I mean, well, that should get you a nice, you know, a reasonable one, one bed flat in London for yeah. six months, maybe, um, <laughs> for rent, rental purposes. Um, but no, I do think that um, uh, this is, you know, this is something that needs to be addressed because um, if people are feeling the pinch uh, and they think, well, I'll give that a go, you need them to be protected. And mm-hmm. that's not what we've got at the moment. And maybe... You know, we've seen um, we've seen regulators um, becoming more emboldened, I think, um, with regards to looking at big tech um, and looking yeah. at that at the moment. And I wonder, is this going to be the time when they decide to step in and do something more with with crypto assets um, and the way these things are done? But uh, yeah, yeah, hopefully. So anyway, yeah. Any have you got anything else to add on that front? Don't think so. I do agree okay. with you. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's all right. It's all right. I, you know, just just giving you a chance to add anything else. You checking. Want yeah. yeah, just checking, just checking. Um, but anyway, um, that's 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 brilliant. Um, so um, the only thing uh, I really need to add on on the back of that is, um, if you are listening to this, and if especially if you are a lawyer or a wannabe lawyer. And you really want to um, increase your commercial awareness and really, you know, really ramp things up. Um, I am going to be doing a course with, uh, well, we're calling it a commercial awareness boot camp Mm -hmm. um, with Jake Shogger on Saturday. That's it. That's a Saturday, the 19th of November. And we are going to go through all the basics you need to know. I will take you through um, lots of things, um, you know, within within the session that I'm running, and it is very cheap. You know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. um, it's so. nine ninety nine. Um, that's all it is. You need to register for it. We only ever do this once a year. We did this for the first time last year. We're going to mm-hmm. do it once a year, and um, and you'll get loads of um, stuff um, that that um, actually I think it's worth. He said it's worth about. 40 pounds or something like that um along yeah. with that so it's usually so, only open to subscribers and this is much bigger yeah. um than anything yeah yeah so i mean if you if if this is what you want you really want and and it's you know if you want to improve this 
it's better to you you might as well start now because the thing is is that you're only putting it off um and this will give you the basics and it will help you to you know do better quicker essentially um but anyway um so that's all i can say um i mean that's on um the socials we're going to be putting it out on our socials as well uh but look out for it on um you know uh, commercial law academies um so socials and yeah and also it's on the the link is on today's edition of watson's daily as well anyway thank you very much uh thank you very much indeed daphne uh for today my pleasure no problem and um and thank you very much for listeners for listening um we'll be back again tomorrow talking about more stuff hopefully uh hopefully more upbeat stuff oh who yeah knows? sorry who about knows? that no no it's not your fault it's, it's just what the news is like right so yeah anyway anyway thank you very much indeed we'll be back tomorrow many thanks okay thanks bye bye